I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. It's Meg here as always, and I am sitting in my office right now, all cozied up. It is pitch black outside, and it's only like 6.30 p.m., (laughs) and I know you all are going through this wintering season with me, unless, of course, you are on the complete other side of the world, which I know some of you are. I know we do have listeners from Australia and New Zealand and other places that are enjoying the summer weather right now, but actually speaking of winter, I have my friend Annika on the show this week and her and I have a really great conversation about so many things. We talk about body image and how there are trends with bodies and we talk about navigating that we talk about living in the masculine versus feminine energy and we also talk about slowing down in these incredible winter months and I do want to acknowledge that I know and understand that these winter months can be extremely challenging for many people. I was definitely someone who used to struggle very badly in the winter months and that was largely due to the fact that I did not know how to slow down. I felt as though I could not rest. It was truly something that just felt way too overwhelming for my nervous system. Something as simple as resting. Now, I do want to dedicate an entire podcast episode all about resting and why this might be a challenge for some of us. And I'll probably talk about this in an upcoming newsletter. So make sure you're on my newsletter because I'll probably talk about it on the newsletter first before the podcast. But I just want to let you know that if you do feel as though I am speaking to you when I talk about feeling as though resting and slowing down is something really challenging for you, I want you to know that this is something that I actually work with my clients on. Um, It's very related to the nervous system, the fight or flight response, and when we are constantly operating out of that fight or flight, it does feel as though being in other states in our nervous system 
Those other states can feel very unsafe, even though they aren't. So I just want to put that out there and share that with you and just know that this doesn't always have to be the story for you. There is possibility for change. And if you are looking for someone to hold space for you and be that supportive person in your life, I just want you to know that I can absolutely be that person for you. My arms are wide open and I love you all so much. And I just want you to feel super supported on your journey. So just a note to never hesitate to reach out to me. I am currently accepting one-on-one clients right now. And so if you click the link in the show notes that I provided to you in those show notes, Um, You can read more about what it looks like to work with me and you can shoot me an email at hello at megdoll.com but all of that info is in the show notes and now I want to introduce you to our very sweet and special guest this week, Annika Nicole. If you don't follow her on Instagram, it's probably something you might want to go check out because she's pretty awesome over there. I really, really just enjoy and appreciate everything that she puts out into the world. And she's also one of my gals who are on my team of Team Eat More Food. We're all about nourishing our bodies with abundance. And so that's why one of the reasons why I just really, really appreciate um, Annika. And we actually did have plans to talk about skin health today, but I really enjoy how our conversation ended up going. So all of Annika's links are in the show notes as well. So definitely go check her out on social media if you have it. Hi, Annika. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on with me today again. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah, this is a re-recording, but <laughs> I always trust that when, you know, technology fails us or something goes awry and we have to re-record an episode, we just get, well, again, like a second opportunity to sit down with each other. But I always feel like the conversation just turns out even that much better too. Yes. No, there's always a reason for everything. And we get, like you said, we get to chat again. So there's really no downside. (laughs) Which we have been like sitting here chatting for the past 20 minutes. And I just really appreciate it. And I just adore you so much. And I'm so excited for, you know, my audience to get to know you better if they don't already know you. So if you wouldn't mind just saying hi to everyone and giving a little intro to yourself just in case anyone's meeting you for the first time today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on again. I'm so excited. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Annika and I'm sure Meg will link everything, but on Instagram, you can find me at I am Annika Nicole. So that's where I mostly am. And my biggest priority is just educating women on their metabolisms, their hormone. And recently I've really gotten into talking about femininity and how that ties into our life and how it's honestly kind of become a lost art, which is really sad because it's part of who we are. 
Um, but yeah, I've been talking a lot more about that lately and how that relates to our work life and our love life and just our daily life. Um, so that's where, what I'm really passionate about is helping women get back to that. Um, cause our modern society and culture has basically just tried to stomp all of that out of us and just make us feel like we're small men, which we're not. So that's definitely my biggest, um, thing right now is just teaching more and talking more about that. I would honestly love to get into that with you today. I know originally we were talking a lot about having a conversation about skin health because you have Mm -hmm. your own whole skin journey, but just really, um, healing my relationship with being like feminine and Mm -hmm. reconnecting with my feminine energy throughout my recovery like that was a huge part of it for me you know I I spent over a decade of my life without a menstrual cycle and that was huge and I just knew like when I was when I started to pursue HA recovery I knew I didn't want to just make it like just about getting my period back like I really wanted to really go deep like really get into like the roots of all of this for me and part of that was yeah healing my relationship with like my feminine energy for sure. Absolutely. And I think it's also really important to recognize that the reason that we, a lot of us got ourselves into that place on accident was because we were trying to follow, you know, cultural norms and really suppress that side of ourselves to begin with. So obviously I know we have a very similar background. We were both doing keto. We were both doing intermittent fasting. We were, you know, doing that kind of lifestyle and to start off almost all of those studies, all almost all nutrition studies period are done on men. And the reason for that is literally because the female cycle makes it too complicated to do them on women. So instead of trying to do them on women, they just don't do them at, on women at all. They just do them on men and then just put out all this information. And then two women. Yes, two women. <laughs> and then we think that we can just act and live like men and be fine. And we can't. Um, And what I always say is like, there's nothing better or worse about being male or female. It's just different. We have totally different strengths and um, it's really cool to, to lean into those strengths instead of try to fight them and be something that we're not. Um, And I believe that at some point, anyone that's fighting that is going to get sick because it is our biological design to operate that way. That's just how we were created, you know? So Um, yeah, it's just really interesting to kind of look at the history of how we even ended up here. And it's usually because we were ignoring everything about our femininity to begin with. Yeah. So So obviously, you know, you have personal experience with this as do I, Mm -hmm. but what did that time in your life look like when you were like fighting this part of you, you know, when you were living in the masculine Absolutely. So it really started, I would say in college, because I knew I always like wanted to be a mom. I've always wanted to have kids. Um, I always wanted that lifestyle, but then I went to college, I went through business school. And when I was there, I started to develop more of that, like desire to be, uh, like a boss babe or like a a hustle girl, whatever you call it. Um, and, uh, 
So I, I graduated from college. I got a job and really when that job hit is when so much stuff started to change in my life. So that's when I started doing keto. That's when I started intermittent fasting. I was waking up at the crack of dawn, commuting every single day. Um, I remember there were so many times where I got my period. And as we've also talked about before, uh, I do have a history of endometriosis. And so instead of just taking the day off, sitting in bed, if I needed to relaxing, I would just like take as much Midol as I could and then call in sick or just tell them I was going to be there late because I couldn't function. Wait until the Midol kicked in, drive to the office, act like nothing was wrong. Um, And so basically, I would say that corporate structure is really what set it off for me. But then to take it a step further, I was actually in the car business, which is hilarious to think about because that's so opposite from who I am. I had no idea. So it's, oh, it's just funny. Like I can't even say it with a straight face. Um, but I just ended up getting a job there. It's not like I was working on cars. It was a corporate job. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it was a very man dominated industry to begin with. And they were really trying to promote women, like within the company, you could tell. Um, so they were trying to hire more women and all of that's like diversify it or whatever. Um, and so trying to like keep up with all these men, And like my, the people I worked with were men, the people I had, yeah, every, everything was, was male dominated in that industry. Obviously it's, it's the automobile industry. So that whole thing just is really what catapulted that for me. And it's not like I was purposefully trying to do it. I wasn't like, I'm turning off my femininity. I'm doing this. It's just started to become really, really normal for women to do that. So I didn't even think twice about it. And then like you, I ended up losing my cycle. And, um, I just quickly found out, I was like, I can't handle this. And at the time I did not understand why, but of course now looking back, I can totally see why it just did not, was not a good fit for me. And it's not a good fit for a lot of women. Something just clicked in my head is how, like (laughs) when it just like hearing you say that, and it's kind of like, duh Meg but I'm not sure like I'll just say it but it's just kind of like you know you you said it so well how you were really like operating in that masculine energy Mm -hmm. right like that hustle culture the push through you know I'm on my cycle I'm like bleeding you know but I'm just going to pop some pills and push through this. And yeah, very much in that masculine energy. And what happens when we are living like that? Like our bodies actually stop functioning as a female, like as a woman should. Like you you lose your period. It's so interesting you know and I guess like I I work with so many women who are going through HA recovery and I think that's maybe just like another helpful way to kind of Mm -hmm. see it is like you know once they do get their periods back it's like your body saying like yes like this is you're finally you know 
living in this feminine energy. And yeah, I just love that so much. A hundred percent. And actually to kind of segue off of that, something that I found very interesting, because I've thought about this a lot, you know, since I've been out of that environment and reflecting on it. And I just always thought, why could I not tolerate that culture? Because surprisingly, a lot of the women that I worked with when I started there are still working there. In fact, I think they literally all of them are still working there. Um, and one thing that I realized is I think almost all of them are on birth, were on birth control. So they were already suppressing their femininity. And I have never been on birth control a day in my life. So I've always naturally been more, I've, I've had my natural cycle, even though it's been, you know, symptomatic and I've had issues and endo and all that. I've always had my natural cycle. So I've never had synthetic hormones that are keeping me on the same hormonal pattern every single day, day in and day out. But almost all of those women were. So that was a really interesting thing to look back and say, wow, okay, well, that kind of explains why I couldn't tolerate it. Cause I just thought I was like maybe weak or just, I, I didn't really know why I hated it so much and they seemed to be okay with it. So yeah, I that was- well, no, I'm so happy you brought that up and just kind of for another reason, I love how, you know, your story of working in like the car industry and losing <laughs> your period, it's kind of bringing up all of these different things, but it brings up something that I hear so often is we're seeing people without actually knowing what's happening in their yes. life, like behind the yes. scenes type thing, right? Like you're sitting there feeling very burnt out from your job like you lost your period and like the inner dialogue happening for you is like well what's wrong with me like why couldn't I handle that whereas you have no idea like how those other women who are doing the exact same thing like how they're functioning right I see this all the time like on I, I love and hate social media so much. Right. Like you and I would not <laughs> yeah. be sitting here today if it weren't for social True. media. Yeah. But like so many people hop on Instagram and now I'm like getting into body image here. But you know, you see these people with these certain types of bodies, and I hear it so often from my clients. It's like, well, how come you know so and so can look like that? And I can. Yeah. It's like, okay, but you you have no idea what is going on with that person's health at all. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And there is so much that I could dive into there. Um, but yeah, you don't know what's going on with their health. You don't know what they're doing. You don't know what they're taking. You don't know what their genetics are. And that plays such a huge role in how your physical body looks. Um And then another thing too, is not only is social media, just like a comparison highlight that's in front of your face all the time, but that I think we're kind of, we, we all know that it's the comparison trap or whatever, but I don't think we acknowledge how profound that is because, um, up until like, I don't know, a hundred years ago, women weren't even dressing the way we were dressing now. So like, you couldn't even really compare yourself to a woman based on what you saw. And I'm not saying we all need to wear dresses and skirts and like, you know, shirts up to our neck every day. But I do think we need to take that into consideration. Like this is fairly new, how hard we are on ourselves. Like in 1990 or 1890, you couldn't tell if someone had a thigh gap, (laughs) you know what I mean? And like, there was that whole like trend of the thigh gap in what was that like 20, which I, so I remember the first time I heard about that. I'm like, 
What? What? No. Like, I don't even understand, like, what the desire <laughs> to I, have that was. I know. I like let like I love having my legs like rub up against each other like I just don't get it I don't get the trend I know and it was this whole thing that like swept the internet and what no one realizes that most women just don't even have the physiological build to have a thigh gap like for me to have a thigh gap I had to be 95 pounds and even then I barely had one you know and I didn't have my period so it's like okay thigh gap or period huh like (laughs) I think I'm gonna go with period (laughs) um but these are all just I just think it's important to know that these are all things we wouldn't have even known about each other a hundred years ago. And so now that we're dressing differently, which again is fine. Um, I do think dressing really tightly can negatively impact our lymphatic movement and our, um, reproductive organs. That's a whole other thing. Um, but it's just not only is it right in front of our face, but like we, we weren't even able to make these comparisons to other women a hundred years ago. So it's very new that we're even this hard on ourselves. Such a good point, right? Because yeah, like what are the women on Instagram wearing, who like you are comparing yourself to, right? Like I'm always wearing just like super baggy. Like Like, I'm wearing like a ginormous sweater right now. And there's no room for people to like compare their bodies to mine because you kind of can't even see it. (laughs) Exactly. And then you also think like, okay, you're seeing all these models on tropical vacations, but you're not on a tropical vacation. So it's really abnormal for you to be seeing these people without physically seeing them. And so there's just so much weirdness to it. And there's so much that creates this really, really negative self-talk. And I mean, you have to be really strong to be able to look at that and still have self-confidence or you have to remove yourself or both. (laughs) Like, there's benefits to both and um, just trying to unfollow and not see that content. Cause it, it, it's really, I mean, who wouldn't compare their self, you know, it's, it's hard. Yeah. And I think this kind of ties back to where this conversation all started. It's like healing or like realizing that you were very much living in the masculine yes. and then, you know, healing your relationship with the feminine. And I do think social yes. media plays or like our, how we interact with social media plays a huge role in that. A hundred percent. And then the other thing is we're not realizing how important it is to have some body fat for things like fertility and for things like a healthy menstrual cycle. And something that's actually really weird. I heard someone talking about this on social media the other day. A very childlike body is what's really in for women, like very um, skinny and like no fat. And that's, that's actually really out of touch with reality. A healthy woman should have um, fat, like not, you know, healthy body fat. We should have a layer of fat over our reproductive organs for protection, for fertility. If you look at all of the ancient sculptures, they all have that, like all of the goddesses, all of the beauty, you know, icons have that. But now we're idolizing this very childlike, very slim body. And it kind of just makes you wonder what, what's going on here, because that's never been normal ever. Yeah, society until recently. Right. Honestly, this is kind of reminding me of what Megan. Do you know Megan from Body Talk Basics? Yes. Yeah. On the podcast, that's probably who posted it. Yeah. Yeah. And 
her and I were talking about how having like hair on your body is actually feminine, whereas like being like completely hairless is like more like childlike, right? Like because we don't have the hair that we have like pre-puberty, right? And just hearing you talk about body fat as well, it kind of is the same thing. Like think about Mm -hmm. it when you're going through puberty. I think that's kind of when most of us will notice that like we're carrying a little bit more fat like around our midsection, like whether that's like again this kind of very much plays into genetics for me it was like more my lower stomach area Mm -hmm. and then for other women like it can be like their legs hips like that sort of area but you know somewhere in your midsection like you tend to hold on to more body fat or just suddenly like start noticing it around that puberty age and like I I just want to throw it out there that like, can we start looking at this like additional fat on our body or just having these curves, like including fat on our body as something that is very feminine? Yes. You know, rather than like, what is happening? I need to change this. I need to get rid of it. But rather seeing it as like, this actually needed to happen. And it is a very feminine thing for me to have this. Absolutely. And I mean, that just makes me think of like, as you know, I have followed you forever. And I remember when you started your, your real journey, you were like, I am going to get my period back. You knew that you had to gain weight. You were like, I absolutely have to gain weight. And you did. And you got your period back. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and so it's like, you think about if Instagram was around in ancient Rome or something like that, the women would be having such a different experience because this, and it's crazy that they even call it this, but they literally are calling this body type like heroin chic. Have you heard that? That is so, it's so sad. Like, I just need to say that it's sad that like society thinks like our bodies are a trend. I know. And, and they totally have made it that, I mean, like, you can Google celebrities who have gotten their uh, Brazilian butt lift implants removed because that was trendy like 10 years ago, but now it's not. And so they they have, they are changing the trends of beauty. And so to keep up with that is you have to do it at the detriment of your health. Like for me to be skinny, I have to be 95 pounds and I have to be not eating. That's what I've learned. So that's not an option for me because I want to be healthy and I want to have a full life and I want to have a cycle because I want to have kids someday. So it's when you think about like what you actually have to do in order to be that size, it's not worth it. And then what we never see is what the Victoria's Secret models are going through or what all these women are going through to achieve this look. Do they even have their periods? Are they on birth control? What are they doing? Cause we don't know. And we all know that most of them have had a lot of facial modification done too. So it's like, it's just this creating this completely you un, inachievable standard that has never existed before. Yeah. So I think this is kind of like a very interesting topic for us to get into because clearly you and I are sitting here right now seeing 
these celebrities, like, and I know which, like, I know a handful of them that we could be referring to right now, but like, you know, (laughs) getting these surgeries like reversed basically because they want their body to be quote unquote on trend. Right. Mm -hmm. But like Mm -hmm. you and I are looking at that devastated like seeing it as something very sad because our bodies aren't a trend yet Mm -hmm. there absolutely are women perhaps even listening to this episode feeling as though they need to follow the trend right and they do feel as though that their bodies are a trend and they're, you know, depending on whatever year it is, right? Like there's a certain look, whether that's like trying to achieve like super, super thin and lean and that sort of thing, or trying to get that booty or whatever it is, right? Yeah. And I was just like, I've been thinking of this even before we sat down today, um, Mm -hmm. because I have seen those posts about that, like heroin chic or whatever they're referring to this as, but I'm like, what could we do? Or like, what are some steps people could take to make that change? So they're not feeling as though their bodies are a trend that they can see because I don't think, you know, we can do so much as to prevent trends like body trends from ever happening. No, you can't. But, you know, like, like I say, you and I are like unfazed by these trends, not feeling like Mm -hmm. we need to follow these trends. Mm -hmm. And so what are things that, you know, if a woman is listening to this feeling as though her body is a trend or has to be on trend, like what are some things that she could be doing? I know I have some thoughts, but I'm curious, like if anything. Yeah. Well, I want to hear yours, but, um, So actually, this has been a really recent development for me as to how I've thought about this. And and I don't want to come up like, don't get me wrong. I fall into the Instagram comparison trap all the time. I will go through these random phases where I'm like, oh my gosh, have I gained weight? And I think that's just like a eating disorder uh, behavior that, that crops up that I just have to be mindful of. And I never am tempted to go back to dieting, but I still always have that like, oh my gosh, you know, what if I gain weight? And I have to just be really rational with it. But something that I've thought about lately a lot is I'm sure all of us have a dream. Like we all have something, we we all have our 10 year plan, whether that's to have kids or to have a homestead or to, you know, do whatever that is for me. It's, I obviously want to have kids and I want to have a homestead and like have a ranch and that type of thing. So that's my dream. My dream is not to be a celebrity with, with, you know, like butt implants or not butt implants or whatever. My dream is that. Um, and so in order to have that dream, I have to be healthy. Like I have to be, I have to have my period for one. Um, I have to be healthy. I have to feel good. I have to have strength. And all of that comes from eating high quality foods, eating enough protein and, um, doing all that. So my dream in 10 years is to not have a perfect body. My dream in 10 years is to have a ranch and to have kids. So in order to do that, like I just said, I have to eat and I have to take care of myself. And so I think we, we just lose sight of our dreams or we think that our, our dreams are somehow tied into having this perfect body. And we so easily, um, 
forget how blessed we are. So we forget that we have two legs that work that can walk us to whatever we need to do to achieve our dreams. So um, for me, like that's going to include riding a horse. I'm able to ride a horse because I have a functioning body, you know, and it's just the total reframing of that. And I, I know that there's a lot of that advice out there, but I think it can become really easy to just lose touch with that if you're not focused on what it is that you're trying to achieve with your body. Um, there's a lot of that. We'll just be grateful you can walk. And it's like, yes, of course, but that's very easy to brush that off. Um, and then I've also like, I've just run across some Instagram accounts. I'm sure not, it was not an accident. It was of course meant to be of people who have actually been through extremely traumatic events with their body. Like a girl who was burned, um, who is a survivor of a burn and lives an incredibly inspiring life. And, um, people with severe, severe, severe acne that are still living their lives and doing the best they can. And just having that to just, you know, like get out of your own head about how all the things that are wrong with you. Um, cause you could go on and on and on and really in the grand scheme of things, you're, you're blessed, you know, we can all, we can walk, we can achieve these dreams that we want. So just really looking at it from that standpoint lately has helped me so much. And I'm able to catch myself faster when I start to go down that rabbit hole and kind of just pull myself out by those thoughts instead. So that's kind of what I do, but I, I want to hear what you do too. I love that. And no, you're totally speaking like right to my soul. And, you know, especially with like the piece about getting really clear on where you're headed, like, what are you working towards? What's that goal? Whether that's the goal that you want to achieve, like within the next year or like you, is it a five or 10 year plan or whatever it is? And it reminds me of when I was working towards getting my period back like I had attempted getting my period twice before and it was always I always made it about my body I always was like okay I'm gonna gain weight and I'm gonna get my period back and I like made it kind of like the gain weight to get my period back but the thing that made it actually stick and work was when I did not make it about my body and I was like I'm just gonna do the things I know I need to do which meant like nourishing my body in a certain way and taking care of my body like movement wise in a certain way and I was like at that like if I do those things you know, I'm going to get my period back and this is not about my body. Right. And that's kind of what you're saying is like, you want to have a family someday. And that goal has nothing to do with what your body looks like. Nothing. No. Right. Like in order for you to have a child someday, your body does not need to look a certain way. Right. Right. It needs to function a certain way. So you're just going to do the things to support that in happening. And and so I love that you brought that up is and I do think, you know, that very much will help our listeners if they are struggling with like that trend thing, like feeling as though their body is this trend that, you know, one day they have to look like this and now, oh, that's not on trend. And so we have to like make our bodies look this other way. It's like, no, let's have this kind of vision for ourselves or this goal for ourselves in mind about your life and realize that that's not like that it has nothing to do with how your body looks but something that came up for me and I'm curious like what your thoughts are on this but I was just thinking like I just 
don't really follow trends in general, like whether that's That's like clothing trends or what, like that's kind of something coming up for me. I'm just like, I just don't really follow trends. And I'm thinking like, you know, if someone is feeling as though their body needs to be on trend, right? Like how many Mm -hmm. other trends are you following that aren't body-based? So if, if you just, don't really prioritize following following trends of any type are you really going to feel such a pull or are you going to believe that like your body is also this trend to follow you know absolutely and and it's really just begs the question like are you living your life for yourself or are you living it based on what you think other people want you to to have for your life or what other people what you think their expectations are of you. Cause that's the other thing is we always assume people's expectations and we don't even know what they actually are. And it really doesn't matter to begin with what they are, but like we can get so wrapped up into thinking people want a certain thing and they don't. And even if they did, it doesn't matter. And then I think a whole other path to really dive down that's important is at what cost are you going to do this to your body? And I know we talked about that a little, like we said, we don't know what these models or whatever are doing for their diets, but I mean, all of the trends right now are, are completely toxic to your body, like breast implants. We know that breast implant illness is through the roof. Um, I'm sure those are the same type of implants that go in your butt. If you're getting the butt lift, um, the Botox trends, we know how, I mean, it's literally toxin. That's what the tox and Botox is, you know, and people have had very dangerous experiences with that. And then, um, you kind of touched on this earlier, but I did go through a huge journey with acne. And my biggest thing was like, I'm not going to get on Accutane as tempting as it was, um, cause it's so harmful to your body. And so we'll see a lot of people with clear skin. And actually this hit me the other day, I was watching a YouTuber. She's not holistic or anything, but, um, I was watching some videos about like curling your hair or something. Um, and another one of her videos popped up and I, in her video of her curling her hair, I was like, Oh my gosh, I would kill for that type of skin. It's perfect. You know, she's so lucky. And then in another video I stumbled on of her, she was like, Oh, I found the perfect combo is like spironolactone and, um, like a topical cream. And so it's just kind of like, you don't know what people are doing that could be causing their body more harm. That's creating these really beautiful aesthetic looks. And just because you look perfect on the outside does not tell you a single thing about how you look on the inside. Um, so I'm not trying to bash people, but I'm just trying to, for your audience, just make it clear that you have no idea what is going on for someone to achieve, um, an outer look and what that's doing internally and like the long-term impacts of that as well. Yeah, no, I really appreciate you sharing that. And I just love this conversation so much, honestly. And I love how it went from, you know, you kind of healing your relationship with your feminine self and kind of getting out of that masculine to this chat about kind of the realities of, so many things. Um, and so just kind of like maybe pulling it back just as we kind of get to the end of the episode, if you do, cause I do know that this is like a big topic for you that like, you're kind of like just really vibing with these days is being more in the feminine and 
We're in the winter months right now. Mm -hmm. And I think this is such an incredible time of year for so many women to start embracing more of their feminine self, their feminine energy. And so I'm wondering like, if you can share with people like what that looks for you, looks like for you right now during the winter time. Yeah. So that's a really great question. And I don't know if you happen to see my Instagram post that I did on this. Um, yeah. So for anyone listening, I just did an Instagram post on this. I also did one in the fall, but basically different seasons of our life are comparable to different phases of our menstrual cycle and being in the winter, especially for us in the Northern hemisphere, since we're approaching like the, the, um, winter solstice, it's the darkest, coldest time of the year for us. Also holidays are coming up as we know. Um, and so many women are feeling this really big pull to just, just unplug and just experience this quietness and just reflection and um a huge draw away from even learning a lot of stuff right now not that we don't want to learn anymore but a lot of 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 us are feeling just very much like we just want to quiet down and just kind of turn into ourselves um and when i posted that post cuz i had been feeling like that um and it's funny for me cuz even though i know this stuff sometimes i get caught up again social media and all this stuff you're like well everyone else seems to be doing fine and blah 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 um but you don't realize that so many other people are feeling the way that you're feeling so i started to think oh my gosh i have no <laughs> it's not like i have no energy but i have no energy for certain things right now i have i just feel very reflective i feel very kind of withdrawn. Like I just want to stay in and do my own thing. Um, and so I posted about that and how, uh, winter is really comparable, comparable to the menstrual cycle. And, um, so many women resonated with that. Everyone really seems to be in tune with their bodies and feeling like they just want to disconnect, unplug, take things slow, enjoy things. You know, we so quickly just want to buzz through something like baking cookies or, um, activities. And it's like, no, we just want to slow down and enjoy that stuff right now. So that's really what I've felt in myself during the season. And it sounds like you are feeling that same way. Um, so it's really interesting to see how that just relates to what we need right now. And someone commented and was like, well, what about men? Could they be feeling this way because they don't have a cycle? And it's totally, I mean, seasons impact all of us. Right. Um, so I'm sure we're all feeling more of this pull towards just, just quietness, enjoying things and really being in the moment right now. Right. It's not just about like hormones. It's literally like nature showing us what to do right now. Like we can learn so much from nature, you know, for an example, with it just being darker, you know, maybe, and maybe this is how we can like wrap up the episode too, is just like share with our listeners, like some maybe like takeaways of how we're kind of like honoring the winter right now. And just like really allowing it to guide us rather than feel like we need to keep summering all year long. You know what I mean? And so a big thing for me is like, I feel like it's like eight 30 in the morning by the time it gets bright here, you know, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. I would say that's probably when 
I'm like, okay, <laughs> like I can, I can shut my Christmas lights off because you're like, you know, the yeah, lights on right. the tree off because the yeah. sun's out now. But, um, you know, I wake up naturally still around six this morning. My dog woke me up at six. She was, she's like on my schedule, you know, but <laughs> even though I do wake up, like when it is dark out, I go downstairs, like I have my breakfast and I have this really long drawn out morning routine and I basically just like sit on the couch for a couple hours reading my book and it's so nice and cozy it's like super dark and rather than feeling like okay I gotta you know stick with my normal summer schedule and just kind of like start my day super Mm -hmm. early as I was in the summertime you know Mm -hmm. that's just kind of like one thing that I've been doing and then same thing in the evenings like it's dark at like quarter to five I feel like and you know if I'm not seeing clients in the evening I'm having dinner and then Mm -hmm. really just like chilling for the rest of the night usually again like on the couch with a book you know Yes. And I think that is such a beautiful and perfect illustration of adapting to the season. Um, and I used to, I, I like winter. I mean, I kind of have to because of where we live. We right. both live in you climates I, that have yes. So you have to like it. But I always hit a point like right after Christmas where I'm like, okay, I'm done. Stop. But it doesn't work that way. So this year I have this new perspective of instead of being mad when it's dark out early, of, wow, this is extra time I get to relax because in the summer I'm kind of doing stuff pretty much up until I go to bed. And like you said, first thing in the morning, instead of reading a book or having a slower start, I'm out watering the vegetable garden or, you know, taking care of stuff outside. So we are really seasonal, whether we want to, you know, acknowledge it or not, but instead of looking at it as like just waiting for time to pass for it to be summer and getting depressed, which it can happen. It's hard when the sun isn't out all the time. Um, but just trying to, to love it for what it is. And, um, I actually had someone comment on that post we were just talking about and say, January is my favorite month because it's so quiet. And I was like, wow, that's a really good way to look at it because, um, I hated January for the longest time. And this year I'm going to just have a new perspective of this is a really peaceful time and just kind of cherish that instead, because it'll be busy soon enough (laughs) again. March will come, April will come, you know, the sun will be rising earlier, we'll start to feel more energized. And before we know it, I mean, time flies, as we know, as adults, (laughs) before we know it, we'll be back to that exact same, um, more energized schedule. So really just taking it for what it is. But I absolutely love your description of what you do. And I pretty much do the same thing. And then when I go to bed, because it is darker earlier, I have a red light bulb in my light. Um, so I'm not having a bunch of blue light and I've been using more candles and things like that. So yes, me too. The candles were like, Oh, last night. I just love it so much. Yes, it is. And it's fun to like actually lean into that and enjoy it instead of just tolerate it. Right. Right. Exactly. So, you know, for our listeners who maybe 
you know, grumbling through the winter months and just wishing for it to be summer. I really do think this is such a beautiful time of year to embrace like that feminine self. Um, If you have been more operating out of the masculine Mm -hmm. and then, um, yeah, just like asking yourself, like, how can I actually enjoy this rather than Mm -hmm. resisting it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, honestly, I could keep chatting with you. I'm just going to need to have you on again, Annika. Yes, Thank you so please much. Do. <laughs> Thank you for this having was me. Fun. Yes. And I will actually link up that post we've been referring to about, oh, yes. you know, some like just being more mindful of being like in the winter and yes. how to live according yes. to the seasons. Yeah. Yes. And I also do have a highlight that I just um, made on my page called slow down because a lot of people are talking about this and I've shared some other really good posts in there that could be helpful too for your listeners. So perfect. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Thank you.